Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, bad news out of LA. Julio Urias was arrested again for domestic violence. And uh, this is probably the end of his time with the Dodgers, which in the cases of domestic violence, what he does for work is probably the least important thing, but it's the part that we as a Dodgers podcast have to talk about. So we will talk about what this means for him, for the Dodgers this year and in the future, and uh, probably talk a lot about how disappointed we are in the whole situation. So that's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching and listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers of the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And uh, today is not a... Uh, not an enjoyable episode to have to do. Um, I guess let's start by stating the obvious. Uh, Julio Urias was, I, I can't even pronounce it. I always just call him Julio, but I don't want to sound like I'm on a first name basis with him today. So uh, that guy was uh, arrested for domestic violence, I believe at an LF, LAFC soccer game. Um, and chances are his time with the Dodgers is over uh, in the case of domestic violence. Uh, the effect on the Dodgers isn't nearly the most important thing about it, but it is the part that we are qualified to talk about. And so let's uh, start by saying if you need any help with domestic violence, you can contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233 or at thehotline.org. And uh, please understand that while we are t talking about the baseball ramifications of all of this, we understand that this is a lot bigger than baseball and our disappointment in all of this and frustration and anger is a lot bigger than baseball. Um, but like I said, the baseball side is the part that we are qualified to talk about. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. Um, but just know there's an underlying, uh, we, we understand how serious this is. It sucks, right Vince? Yeah. I mean, not the thing you ever want to see in general, uh, definitely not the thing you want to see for the Dodgers and just put a, uh, you know, a weird mood the rest of, I mean, you're in a weird mood the rest of the day. You know, obviously we don't know, you know, I've talked to Julio a couple times, but nothing, like we don't know him personally. It's more, you know, just someone as we've watched him. I mean, we've known who he was for about 12 years now, uh, since he was 16 when the Dodge first signed him, now 18. And, you know, we went through this already in 2019 when he was uh, arrested on a misdemeanor domestic violence charge. And, you know, that situation was you know he did get suspended it, you know we went through this whole process already and it was awkward at the time and you know i mean awkward in the sense of like us you know having to talk about it and 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and like you said, it, it's obviously there are bigger issues at hand beyond the baseball part of it. You know, we're, we're understanding of that. And, you know, we're here to talk about our side of it, which is the baseball side of it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously not great to, to be part of. And, and, you know, you don't feel great about the, you know, it, it's not the Dodgers fault, but you don't feel great about just the whole situation. Um, Fabian Ardaya and some of the people from the athletics. So this was the official uh, they had the official thing as uh, arrested on a suspicion of a felony charge of corporal injury on a spouse. He was arrested at 11.09 p.m. Pacific time by Exposition Park Police and booked around 1 a.m. on Monday morning by LA in the LAPD jail. Released on $50,000 bond later that morning on Monday morning. And uh, it's been reported that his court next court date is September 27th. MLB is already investigating this situation. The Dodgers released a statement, quote, we were aware of, a, of an incident involving Julio Diaz. While we attempt to learn all the facts, he will not be traveling with the team. The organization has no further comment at this time. Uh, Scott Boris, who is Julio's agent, did not return a call from the Athletics uh, for a comment. So yeah, all that is, you know, the, the general stuff. And yeah, obviously, you know, the the we've gone through this before again, not just with Julio, but with Bauer. And, you know, at least this time people understand that the Dodgers kid just can't outright release him. There's a due process that has to happen. And that's what we're going to go through now. But even, you know, best case scenario for everybody involved, uh, it would still probably see Julio have thrown his last pitch for the Dodgers just because any investigation is going to take at least a month and that's all that's left in the regular season. Yeah. And, uh, it's, even though we all understand it a little bit better now, that didn't stop Bill Plasky from writing his grandstanding article saying the Dodgers cannot allow Julio to ever pitch for them again. It's not up to them. And, and, and you know, I, I know not everybody watched when I well, went technically after well, this season, it would be up to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, Right now, the Dodgers can't do anything. But the the thing is, Major League Baseball is not going to allow Julio. Like Julio was scheduled to pitch on Thursday, I think. Uh, that's not going to happen. He will be. I mean, he didn't even travel with the team, but he will be put on administrative leave very, very soon. Um, it makes sense, like just like like with the Bauer situation, makes sense for them to put it off as long as possible, just because the initial administrative leave is ten days, and then after that they have to get extensions and all that, and so. Uh, there is no point in them putting him in a, on administrative leave on Tuesday, which was, or on Monday, which is a day off anyway, you know, and they might not even do it until Thursday when he was technically scheduled to pitch. But uh, either way, he's not going to pitch this week. And that has nothing to do with anything that any reporter wrote demanding that he not pitch this week. It's just the way, the way it works. And uh, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, uh, when we did go through this with Bauer, I, I laid out all the rules that basically the the league, the, the domestic violence policy that the league and the players union agreed to together, it says, I guess you read you a little bit, it says initial authority to discipline players for events that include violations of this policy shall repose with the commissioner's office. The commissioner's office will retain authority to discipline players and under this policy until it provides the players association and the player with notice that it is transferring such authority to the club. Uh, if the commissioner's office does not transfer its authority, no club may take any disciplinary or adverse action against a player arising from an incident covered, involving a covered act. 
which what that means is teams are not allowed to discipline players for domestic violence. That lies solely with the league. Now, it is a little bit of a gray area what constitutes discipline because uh, with Trevor Bauer, I don't think it was that gray because he was the reigning Cy Young Award winner at the time. He was owed a lot of money for the next couple of years. There was no legitimate baseball reason to cut a guy. It would have been clearly a punishment for, for the domestic violence uh, charge or the sexual assault charge in his case. Um, by the time things were cleared and the Dodgers did release him, he hadn't pitched in the big leagues in over a year. And so there was reasonable baseball reasons, I think, to get away with that. But when Starlin Castro in 2021 uh, was charged with domestic violence, the Nationals were able to just cut him. And I don't know if it, the difference was the time and money relate, remaining on the contract because it was near the end of the season uh, and you know he was only under contract that year and uh, not for very much. I don't know if it was just that he wasn't a good player anymore. And so, you know, so I, I don't really know where that gray area is. Um, and maybe it was just because the union decided not to fight that one. Um, but, you know, it, it there may be an option here for the Dodgers to just release, release Julio. Um, since he, contract wise, it's actually less time left than Castro had on his but, you know, chances are what we'll see is he will be on administrative leave and or suspension the rest of the season. And then the Dodgers won't resign him. And maybe nobody else will either, depending on what the investigation turns up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the, the bare bones, nuts and bolts of what's going on with Julio. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about what this means for the Dodgers the rest of this season and postseason. And then later what it means for them in uh, in the future, since it means they probably won't be re-signing him. So that's, uh, yeah, that's what we'll get to. So please keep it locked on, Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to get 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, and Shohei Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. If you uh, you think that Freddie Freeman is going to break out of his little mini slump tonight, well, you should play this uh, Sleeper Daily Fantasy Baseball, and you can pick Freddie Freeman and just pick him to, to go great. Or if you think, you know, Ronald Acuna is going to go, in, go into a slump, pick less on him. Whatever you want to do, you know baseball. Use that knowledge to uh, play fantasy baseball and maybe get a chance to make some money. And use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. We are back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Uh, we want to thank especially our everydayers, those of you who are with us every every weekday morning. We love talking Dodgers with you. We appreciate you. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. Try to keep it, you know, civil. I know we're all frustrated and upset about this situation, um, but you know, let's not take it out on each other. Um, and remember, the Dodgers do start a series with the Marlins today in Miami. Uh, the The game starts while you're probably still at work. So if you can't be watching on TV, you could be listening on the radio, the Dodgers radio broadcast on SiriusXM or the SX, SXM app. 
And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts after we get done giving you our thoughts. Um, so Vince, it, again, it, it feels a little bit icky to be talking about the baseball ramifications of this. So uh, maybe we'll acknowledge that at the beginning of each segment. Uh, but, you know, from a baseball standpoint, Julio was kind of a big question mark the rest of the year anyway, because he struggled so badly. He struggled really badly against the Braves the other day, just, you know, wasn't able to get the outs and he's had a lot of clunkers. His, his season this year hasn't come remote close to matching what he did the last two years when he was a, a Cy Young contender. And uh, he was going to be, I mean, th this next few weeks was going to really determine what his role was going to be in the postseason. You know, Julio has been a postseason number one starter quality the last couple of years, but this year that wasn't the case. And I, I think, you know, especially if they get to the NLCS against the Braves, we, we talked the other day about how it might have made sense for him to not even be one of the top couple starters. And, and you know, maybe they go with the youth and the fireballers instead. This obviously forces the Dodgers' hand because I, I think we can safely assume that Julio will not be pitching in the postseason for the Dodgers. And uh, while it might end up being a blessing in disguise from a baseball standpoint, it, there's not really any easy answers as far as who takes that spot. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of answers. There's maybe not, like you said, not an easy answer. And, you know, to the overall, you know, I've seen obviously different opinions and thoughts and takes and, you know, talked to a few people today. And, you know, from the grand scheme of things, as it presently stands, it didn't really change the Dodgers' odds any, you know, obviously maybe a little bit less than they were, you know, a little bit tougher of a go now. But just from what we've seen from Julio this year, it doesn't really change too much because you don't know what you were going to get out of him. You don't know if you were going to get seven innings, two runs allowed, or if you were going to get four innings and six runs allowed. Like you, you didn't really know. So from that perspective and, and you know, that part of it, it it's doesn't change a whole lot. Um, I do think, like you said, blessing in disguise in the sense of some of these younger arms might get, the chance now and you know julio was once one of those guys i got a chance and took advantage of it and you know unfortunately now it's not that that time for him um but you know there's other guys that are here and we were just talking about the other day how there was going to be some difficult decisions that had to be made uh just based on you know how many guys might come back how many guys are already healthy how many guys they already have and all that kind of stuff and you know i saw people saying oh now they need walker Bueller to come back it, and i don't you know like i said if the only thing that happens today is that Julio is not on the playoff roster, then it doesn't, the Dodgers don't have any panic. Um, I don't think there's any huge change other than who's throwing game one or two after or before Kershaw. I think that's the only big difference. And obviously we're going to have to find that out. And over this last month, that's something they're going to do. And, you know, maybe this opens up more of those piggyback situations or, you know, dual starter, you know, Yarbrough and somebody else or Pepe and somebody else, you know, that might open up something like that. And, you know, it might end up being a more efficient and, and better use of the Dodgers roster that way. Uh, you know, for the rest of the regular season, they can get by with, they have a bunch of starters to, you know, plug in anybody she in Pepe. Uh, you know, Michael Gross will come back next week. And, I, you know, he probably won't be worked up to be a starter, but they have enough arms to cover the innings the rest of this regular season. 
And when it comes to October, it, you know, it might just be a matter where they just mixing and matching a lot more than they were would have before. Yeah, Ryan Pepio uh, can't be called up yet. Uh, you know, unless somebody goes on the injury list, I did check, and there's no suspension uh, exception there. It's only uh, he has to be down for 15 days unless he's replacing injured player or uh, the 27th man during a, a doubleheader, or in this case, 29th man since the rosters have expanded 28. But uh, yeah, even without Julio, you look at what the Dodgers have as far as starting pitch, pitching options, starter, starting or bulk pitching options in the posting. You got Kershaw and Bobby Miller, Lance Lynn, Ryan Pepio, Emmett Sheehan, uh, maybe Walker Bueller, Ryan Yar- Yarbrough, uh, and maybe Michael Grove if he gets built up, and maybe Gavin Stone. You know, he's pitched really well. So that's nine guys right there. We won't have all nine of them on a post roster, but we could definitely see them carrying six of those guys and having, you know, only planning on using three of them as starters or, you know, maybe carrying seven and having, you know, Kershaw be a real starter and everybody else be a, hey, give us what you can, and then we'll piggyback because you can handle only having six relievers if you're getting – you know, seven, eight, nine innings from your 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 piggyback situation each game. Um, you know, it, it would definitely be a new approach to the postseason. But uh, you know, with with the guys they have, and uh, there, there's question marks around all these guys. You know, just like there was going to be around Julio. Lance Lynn has big question marks. Uh, you know, the, the most of the other guys besides Lance Lynn, it's question marks of you know, youth, experience, stamina, those kind of things. Uh, but, you know, there's question marks nonetheless. And so taking that kind of approach could give you a little bit of insurance. Okay, we we only got three innings from Emmett Sheehan in this game. Don't worry, we can get four innings from Ryan Yarbrough and we're not going to blow up the bullpen, you know, that that sort of thing. Um, I, I, I don't know, but uh, it was – in a way, I'm relieved that they don't have to make a decision about how to use Julio because because there is a history, not just with the Dodgers, but all major league teams of, you know, uh, deferring to to the veteran, you know, uh, uh, it not, not enough of a what have you done for me lately attitude when it comes to the postseason. And really, the postseason should very much be a what have you done for me lately. Uh, not Not as far as, you know, you know, I don't believe in the high end, but, you know, how good are you right now is what the, that should be the calculus when you're determining who's pitching for you in the postseason. And I, I was worried that they were going to have, well, Julio closed out the 2020 world series for us. He's been with us forever. We don't want to hurt his feelings, you know, in case we want to resign him, all of that stuff was going to go into the decision. Now, none of that has to, has to go into the decision and they can do more of a, how good are you right now? Do you, what are, what pitching staff gives us the best chance to win the world series and uh, while that seems obvious, most teams aren't usually in a situation to take that approach to their postseason pitching uh, pitching staff, and the Dodgers maybe are now a little bit more able to do that. Yeah, and, and it's a little bit, I mean, slight shift from what we've seen other teams do, you know, recently where they just don't have good start. Like the starters only go three or four innings because they're not that good, and you just want to get them one time through a lineup and then go to your bullpen because you have a, a bunch of bullpen arms that have, you know, sometimes a couple day, a day off every other day or something like that. And, you know, it's a lot easier to do it. We've seen team. That's why it's always funny to me when people are like, oh, you know, the Dodgers don't have the starting pitching to win a World Series. Like, what team's rotation, other than the Nationals, and that was two guys, 
you know, that carried them. But, you know, you, then the rotation never really stands out, at least not recently, of all these teams. It's usually one guy steps up, the bullpen steps up, you know, the offense has clutch hits. It, it's always like that. It's not, you know, I, the, even when, like, back when the Giants were winning, you know, that one year they had old Jake Peavy, he was going, like, three innings a start, basically. And, yeah. You know, they still won. It's possible. Yeah, off the top of my head, the last World Series champion I can think of who relied on starting pitching to do it was the 2005 White Sox. And uh, 2005 was a long time ago. Like Vince was still in diapers. He was in diapers till he was 14, just so you guys know. Um, and I hardly had any gray hair yet at that point. So that was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, from a baseball standpoint, uh, I don't think this hurts the Dodgers that much this year. And uh, moving forward, uh, we'll come back in a minute. And we'll talk about what it means for them in the future. And unfortunately, it might be a blessing to the guys there too. So thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you again for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. I want to remind you, you can catch today's Dodger game and every Dodger game, the Dodgers radio broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app, just by searching for Dodgers. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers. We want to thank our everydayers for being with us every day. If you're not an everydayer, it's a super easy club to join. Just watch or listen every weekday morning or pretty close to it and call yourself an everydayer. We're not going to check your, your podcasting history, so uh, we'll believe you. And uh, again, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section or on social media if you're not watching on YouTube. And again, we just ask you to keep those comment civil and recognize that uh all of us as dodger fans we're not the <laughs> we didn't cause this problem um and uh and so let's be nice to each other about this and one more reminder that we are talking about the baseball implications of this but we recognize that domestic violence is a very serious thing that is much bigger than baseball and unfortunately we we do have to we we are everydayers we do have to talk about the dodgers implications of this but uh, you will notice if you're watching on YouTube, we've had the National Domestic Violence Hotline scrolling across the bottom of the screen this entire episode. Uh, there is help available if you need it. And uh, so their website's there, the phone number's there. Please get help if you need it and uh, and be strong. So back to the baseball implications of this. Julio is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. He was coming into this year, he was expected to be you know, basically the biggest non-Otani name on the free agent market. Uh, and then Julio's struggles have tempered that a little bit, but I think he was still going to be a very big name on the free agent market. And uh, and there was a lot of question about whether the Dodgers would re-sign him. And, uh, you know, there's been people wanting them to extend him, which was never real, really realistic uh, just because Scott Boris is his agent, uh, not because Boris makes the decisions, but because players who are interested in signing uh, hometown discount extensions don't hire Scott Boris as their agent. And so it was probably unlikely anyway that the Dodgers were going to re-sign him. And now I'd say the chances are roughly zero and the chances of any team signing him, you know, it depends a lot on what this investigation shows, but you know, it's, it's worth noting uh, felony domestic violence is a, that's what he was charged with. And they don't just throw around these charges willy nilly felony domestic violence uh, means uh, one person has caused serious physical injury or harm to another, any other resident of the same household. And so it, 
it's the degree of harm caused. Uh, and, and so the fact that they went with felony domestic violence, remember, like, like Vince mentioned earlier, when he was arrested four years ago, that was a misdemeanor. And that was that charge, you know, what he was accused of doing was pushing down his, his then girlfriend uh, in a parking lot. You know, what, what they, what both of them, he and she said happened was that he grabbed her wrist and she slipped and fell down. Um, but with an actual, what, what, what they arrested him for was pushing her down and that was a misdemeanor. And so what we're talking about here is he's being charged with something quite a bit more serious than pushing her down in a, in a parking lot and which is already serious. And, and so, you know, what this investigation, MLB's investigation and the, you know, LAPD's investigation, what that all turns up will have a big impact on what his future is in baseball. It's not, crazy at all to think that his time in baseball might be done and he might just uh he might not get any suitors on the free agent market uh this this coming off season uh but i'd say vince in, in my opinion at least i'd say there's zero chance that dodgers try to resign him yeah it's one of those where you know fool me once shame on you know you or you know, whatever well actually well, i guess it wouldn't be that way but either way he had you know, the Dodgers kept him around after the first one after showing somewhat of a strong stance around these types of allegations before, uh, you know, with, with the Aroldis Chapman, they didn't go after him after, you know, they found out what happened with him and, you know, that, that incident. So they allowed him, you know, whatever it was, whether it's because it was just a, the situation or, you know, you know, the fact that there was no video, you know, that kind of stuff maybe played a factor into it, you know, or the fact that they had him for so long and it, whatever it was, he, he got a second chance. The Dodgers, you know, maybe couldn't have let him go right after right then and there. I don't know what the CBA was back then, but you know, they might've, they would have been able to get rid of him if they wanted to. And they didn't, but now it's happened twice. I don't, you know, I guess arrested, you know, charged. Pers- There's a lot of different legal terms here that are, you know, people, some people are going to try to use, uh, you know, in a sense of proving guilty and all that type of stuff. But like you said, you don't get charged for this just because, you know, hearsay or anything else like you there you know, for felony. And I, for the specific wording that they use from the athletic was uh, corporal injury on a spouse. That means you have to have some type of visible injury, laceration, bruising, you know, something like that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, so there, there's something visual that that's on her that you can see um, that caused them to to arrest him for that. So, yeah, I don't see it being a time with the Dodgers, you know, realistically, uh, in terms of being in the MLB or in MLB. You know, there there are guys that have gotten by after one chance, um, but there hasn't been anyone that's been had this issue twice. And if there has, I don't think there would still be in the league or are still in the league if there was. Yeah, yeah, none that I can think of. And uh, I, I do think the Dodgers did the right thing in 2019 by standing by him and helping him. You know, I think their goal was to help him mature. I, they, you know, he and his girlfriend had the same story as to what happened. The legal authorities seem to agree with that assessment. And the Dodgers you know, helped him to try to mature and learn from it and become a better person. And, uh, you know, if what he's currently being accused of is true, then maybe that was a failure, but it doesn't mean it was wrong for them to try. 
Um, and, and yeah, from a legal standpoint, no, he hasn't been convicted of anything. Uh, maybe he hasn't even been officially charged. Being arrested and being charged are different yeah, I things. Seen charged anywhere? I've seen. Yeah, so he's been arrested. Um, but you know, so it's still up to the district attorney, I guess, whether to charge him. But you know, being arrested for felony uh, domestic violence is a big, big deal. And uh, you know, we we may or may not ever find out the full details of what happened. Uh, but those details will be very important to teams that are considering signing him. Uh, and uh, like you said, the fact that it's happened twice, uh, even if e even if he doesn't get charged, I think teams are going to be really, really wary of, of trying to go after him and paying him a lot of money. So it's, uh, you know, from a human standpoint, it sucks that he can ruin his life in one day. Um, but it sucks a lot more for the person who he abused and it sucks, you know, uh, the, the abuser is not the victim in this situation or any situation. Uh, and, and we, as the fans aren't the victims either. Uh, you know, we talk about how much it sucks for us as Dodger fans, as baseball fans, you know, none of us are the victim and, and it sucks the most for the victim. And we recognize that. And, you know, it's just a crappy situation all around. I, I feel like I've said all I want to say about it. Vince, you have anything else that we need to say about this? No, I got nothing else right now. All right, I need to go take a shower or something. Yeah. Uh, we do want to thank all of you for being here for this. So I know that this probably, probably isn't the most pleasant episode to listen to. We hope we treated it uh, with the respect that it deserves. And again, you know, reach out for help. If you do, if you are the victim or know a victim of domestic violence, the resources are there. 800-799-SAFE or the hotline.org and uh, all the other stuff. Thanks for being an everydayer. Remember to listen to the Dodgers radio broadcast on Sirius XM or the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. DMs are open for both of us on Twitter. You can email us lockdodgers at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text at 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.